Blog Talk Radio. Take over. And we 
shut down for six months and then reopened back up as evolution. So you took over at this up. Now, were you just uh, DJing for a while? I know you still DJ there. Uh, I've been a DJ since I was 15 years old. Uh, my mom had it. Yeah, I'm not going to show my age too much. We just say that I'm a lot older than most of everybody else. But uh, <laughs> my mom got a, a record player over at Woolsworth, and I was watching uh, UMTV raps on the uh, TV when I was a kid. And uh, that's how it was cool, man. I started listening to all that kind of stuff from DMC, uh, Beastie Boys, all that kind of stuff. And, well, I ruined her, her record player quite a few times. And uh, she was upset with me, not to mention the, you know, the OLPs and stuff from, you know, Journey and all that kind of stuff, John Gru Mellicant. Yeah. And uh, so she decided for my birthday one year that she was going to make me a DJ booth at her own bar because my mom actually owned a bar as well, uh, Corner Pub downtown. Uh, where the new stadium's at, actually, the new Clipper Stadium's at. And uh, I came home, and it was on my birthday, and she took me down to the, the bar, and she had a DJ set up for me. So I actually started DJing at that point, learning how to DJ, I should say, because it's not one of those things you just pick up and do. Yeah, and that's something I wanted to ask you about. Um, first of all, you own TV Raps was the shit. <laughs> you know, I, I watched it growing up, you know, Ed Lover, you know, Fab Five Freddy interviewed everybody. That's like that era. Like, we seem to be from the same era. <laughs> but um, growing up watching that, and um, the art of being a DJ. Now, you're in a club. However, however many people are there. And um, what, it, what is it like to... Uh, be behind the boards to control, you know, to be responsible for everyone having a good time in that manner. I don't know if you could just talk about that side of things for for a minute. To be honest with you, DJing uh, is, is there's nothing else like it in the world for me. Anyways, there's nothing else like it in the world uh, to control the way somebody acts or the vibe or the smiles or the dance or the bass or whatever you want to call it. That, that moment that you turn that deck on and everybody's having a good time is just it, you, you're on the top of the world there ain't nothing else like it it's like kind of like going in a car and you're pushing it a little past that 130 mile mark and be like ah that adrenaline starts pumping it's, yeah. it's, it's a great feeling it's one of those things it's awesome now um, I've been to a couple of shows Tiesto has thrown, and the one thing that amazed me, and the question I want to ask you is, because uh, watching him for three hours straight, he never gets up, he never leaves the turntables. So, uh, what do you do if you're DJing all night and you got to take a piss? <laughs> well, I, I have a little bit more leadway. Uh, I give myself a little bit more leadway, I should say. Like I do get out and interact with the crowd. Uh, a lot of DJs, they, they stick themselves in the DJ booth. And a lot of my friends who are DJs will tell you, hey, you got to be in the booth. And you can't just put your decks on autoplay and this, that, and the other. But I, I actually do do that. But I also interact with my crowd. So I do a little bit differently than most people in a sense of it all. Um, I feel that a DJ should be interacting with their customers, for say, their, their client, their clientele, whatever it may be. You should always be interacting with people. A lot of DJ booths, you go to places and they're locked up and the DJs are behind booths and there's no way to get to the DJ and there's no this and there's no that. And I can understand how and why. Like a lot of people will come up and yell songs at me when I'm mixing a song. I never heard what they even said, you know. So Or they'll be bugging you when you're trying to mix and 
man, let me tell you, when you hit that slider at the wrong time or somebody bumps you with that slider, it, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's how you're able to get up and take a piss because <laughs> I'm incredible to me. And how do you – anyway, having that kind of a job, I'm sure you encounter a lot of uh, – I don't know what we would say would be like uh, gold diggers or, or, or skank kind of hoes that it might come up to you. <laughs> I'm sure you've had experiences with this. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, each to their own, I guess. I mean, you got people who uh, their whole proprietary life is live off other people, I guess. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. But, uh, you know, people like girls like my guys with money, guys. You know, guys always saying this, that, and the other, and money's this and money's that. But in all reality, that's not what I'm like. But, I mean, I've had my fair share of stupid. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't deal with it. I'm a little bit different in that sense. Like, you bring me drama, I just cut you off. I'm done with you. That's it. I'm done. But, yeah, that, it, it creates a problem trying to have a relationship, too, because, you know, if you're with somebody and that girl's acting real stupid, your other girl's going to get jealous and this, that, and the other. I mean, you deal with a lot of stuff on that on that same note. But it's just part of the life, man. You either understand it or you don't, or you trust that person or you don't trust that person. If you can't have trust with that person, it'll never work anyway. So mine just pushes that trust envelope a little further than most. Yeah, so uh, any any uh, crazy, crazy stories from you doing this? past several years, like any any particular night stick out to you is, is just being a crazy as all hell. Well, I mean, a lot of people always say, hey, you know, evolution this and evolution that and and this, that and the other, but I mean, we've had we've had phenomenal nights. I mean, there's been nights we've made 10 grand, there's been nights we've made 3 grand, I mean, hell, there's been nights we've done 15, you know, I mean, it, it all depends on the crowd and how people work together and you know, I, I'm thankful for the people who are in my life and my bar, you know, in the sense of that all, because, I mean, the team is what makes it happen. It's not just me. I, I bust my ass for what we got, but, I mean, at the same time, I couldn't do it by myself. Yeah, and, and, and you need a strong team. So um, I know that's something you're big on is uh, the work ethic. But you have a, you have a yeah. really strong work ethic. I don't think you have any patience for people that will come to work at, at your spot and or come up with excuses to not come to work. <laughs> you know, this day and age, I mean, it's changed a lot. I've been around for a long time now. Um, well, I, I just be honest with you, I hit 40 years old this year. And I can tell you from experience, I mean, I worked in a corporate environment for 15 years of my life. And I was always told how, you know, this is what you need to do, this is how you do it. And, and, and granted, you know, People are always telling you how to do something. That's just life. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, your work ethic really sucks. People want to sit down and make money and do nothing, basically. And there's a reason why I'm making money and people aren't making money. It's because I, I'm not into that work ethic. I believe that you have to do something. I never ask anybody to do anything I want to do myself. And, you know, if I have to go do something myself, then I'll go do it myself. But at the same time, if I'm paying somebody to do that, then they should, you know, step up and do it. Yeah, and uh, I've seen you. Yeah, there, there is security at at, uh, at Evolution, but I've literally been there some of the nights, and I see you throwing people out the door yourself. Yeah, well, you know, I can hand my own when I have to. I prefer not to. I try to talk people out of stuff, but, 
you know, unfortunately, uh, we live in a society today that people get drunk and, and do stupid things and, and don't carry responsibilities. You know, you hear people all the time outside be like, I don't care if the cops come. I don't care this. I don't care that. I'll go back to jail. I'll do this. I'll do that. I mean, it's just the society and what we live in now. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, I really don't care. You're, you're either going to do what I tell you to do at that point or, or I'm going to take care of it myself. Yeah, and I had uh, James Marshall on my show two weeks ago, and he was talking a lot about this kind of thing, or uh, as far as his frustrations with uh, promoting and, and throwing shows. And, um, like, uh, what I know, like, I don't know if you even listen to that show, but, but um, what, what would you have to say to people that um, are trying to do business there at your, at your spot? Or, or, like, what do they need to do to be taken seriously? Like, what? What are the do's and don'ts if if you're trying to actually get somewhere and be at Evolution or or perform there? Well, you know, in sensible, I love sure. I love I love local artists. I love local artists. I, I I strive to to help a lot of local people out and this that and the other. But the truth of the matter is, there's a lot of local people who don't support each other. There is no team. It's all about me, 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 and what I can get. The fact of the matter is, everybody says, oh, I can fill your club, I can fill your club. And not to bash on any other clubs in the area, but, you know, most of their clubs can fit in a corner of my club, you know. So if you think you can fill a place up that's going to have 50 to 100 people, well, it looks dead at Evolution if you have 50 to 100 people in my club. And yeah. usually the draw that people have, like, I, I, could, I can pack this place. But a lot of people, what they do, in a sense of it all, is they want to get their – they're worried about themselves. That's pretty much what it comes down to. They're worried about themselves. And what they do for themselves is they try to get you into, let you have them in their, your club to play their music so they can try to grow the fan base. Well, unfortunately with that, most of my fan base, in a sense, that are coming out to dance and party and have a good time on a Friday and Saturday night are not there to listen to some guy who thinks he's a rapper. That's just the bottom line. Now, I think there's a lot of great talent in Columbus, Ohio, but they ain't willing to pull together and be something. They they want to rap about this life and that life and this, that, and the other. Now, I'm not all about that. I'm a club. I'm a dance club. You want to come at me, correct? Come at me with something that I can play on a radio that would actually be willing to play on a radio, you know? And there's a reason why it's called underground. There's a reason why it's called mainstream hip-hop, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've seen you say that too before. It's like that, you know, we may do these local uh, hip hop shows on uh, a couple nights a week, but Evolution is not strictly a hip hop spot. <laughs> right. Like you are a dance club, and et cetera. And um, as far as people showing up, because also I've been there too, and people show up. You know, you the, the dress code is strictly enforced but I still see people showing up in white tees and, and not even dressing nice or acting like they're going out for the night, you know. It's bullshit. Well, that may be due to my age, but I feel that if you're going to go out on the town somewhere and you're going to enjoy yourself, at least dress up. Don't look like you just got out of bed, rolled out of bed, and, and put a pair of heels on and come in with a pair of sweatpants and heels. That just displores me. <laughs> you know, everybody's always like, why do white tees? Why do white tees? I was like, you know, you ever been downtown? I mean, have you ever done that? Well, you ain't downtown. You on the west side? I said, no, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. I love my west side people. I do. I ain't going to lie. 
But you know what? We in Columbus, Ohio. We don't have to act like that just because, you know, hey, everybody else wants to do it. We ain't about what everybody else wants to do. We're about what we're going to do because that's what we do best, what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to play a little word association with you here. As uh, I was talking about <laughs> where I, I, I say somebody's name and then you say like one word or give a little statement about this person. So uh, ready to play the uh, word association here. Hey, I'm game. <laughs> All right. Uh, first, first, first name here. Uh, degrees. Degrees. Raw talent. Real talent. He got some real talent, but he doesn't have his priorities where he needs to have them. He could be a great artist and be one of the guys that actually get it out out of Columbus, but he just doesn't have the right priorities in his head. Loves a boy to death, but he's more worried about. This and I got a baby on the way, and I'm I'm happy for him. But man, you, you give up on the game, then you give up on everything else too. You know, we have to make life choices, and sometimes those choices are hard in life. But I wish him the best in anything he does. Yeah, so there, there, there's a balance you got to find, and I'm sure you've sacrificed so much to do what you're what you've done. I have in a lot of ways, but, you know, that's life. You make those choices in life. Like I said, you either make them or you don't. And the, the next name here, playing word association, uh, James Marshall. Talented young man. Talented. Uh, he's come a long way in the three years that I've had him under my wing. Uh, he's done a lot of different stuff, a lot of different people. I know he has a lot of influence from other people, but I like to think that, you know, I gave him some proper guidance and proper ways to do things. And I think he's come a long way. He's learned a lot in the sense of it all. Like, here's this guy that, you know, I'm closing down city limits and I'm pulling up the Macarena. He's looking at me like I'm stupid. He didn't know that I was closing city limits down. He didn't know that I was clearing the crowd out of that place. He didn't know any of that. All he knew was I was some DJ that was in charge of everything that was fucking everything up. But then again, you know, you had gang fights, shootings, all kinds of stuff outside the city limits. We don't have that where I'm at now. You know, we don't do that. Yeah. A very talented young man. Much love. I see yeah. you say you my cracker. You my cracker. That's what you always tell me. So you my cracker. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, are there different uh, uh, misconceptions about you that uh, people publicly could think just? just because of social media or this and that, that you would want to clear up because, you know, things can come across in different ways. I take care of my business, and if people want to hate me for taking care of my business, then they can go ahead and hate me. It doesn't bother me any much, you know. I have a lot of great friends and a lot of great people in my life, and I'm happy where I'm at in life. And, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, I sold out or I did this or I did that or I'm an asshole. But in a sense of it all, it doesn't bother me really that much because I'm still doing it, you know. There are a lot of people in this world that say they can do this and do that, but I've been doing it since I was 15 years old, and here I am still doing it. If I worried about everybody that had a, a negative thing to say about me, then I'd be too worried trying to fix those negative things. People can take me for who I am. I mean, you man up and come talk to me and, and have words with me and say, hey, and if you get the chance to know me, then you probably see a different yeah. person than you think you know. You know what I mean? 
You're not an asshole, but, uh, you know, if crossed, you know, you will handle your fucking business. Because <laughs> it is a business. <laughs> like, if someone's trying to smoke weed in fucking evolution, you got to throw them out, you know, and they want to call you an asshole for that or something. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. I, I, as I said, I grew up in the bottoms. I grew up at 217 Dakota Avenue. And all my life, I was told this, that, and the other. And, hey, you know, here I am. You know, I don't live in the bottoms no more, but I've still got that mentality. You know, I still walk to my back to the wall. I still pay attention to everything that's around me. You know, everybody's like, yeah, one day you'll start slipping. I've never slipped yet. And you're right. One day I may slip. But I have more friends and I have enemies. And the enemies I do have, you know, at least they respect me. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, so continuing on with the uh, word association, uh, here's a name there. You might not have heard this name in a while. Uh, Sandman. Sandman? Sandman. <laughs> Sandman's a great guy, in all honesty. Uh, and I, I'll publicly say this. He may hate me later for this, but, you know, he he actually does have talent. But his problem is women and drugs. That's his problem. I hate to say it like that, but that's just his problem. And That's if he would give his vices up, yeah, if he would give his vices up, he, he would be probably not even be in Columbus no more. But he has those choices he makes, and once again, it's all about choices in life. It really is. You know, I was I supported Sandman for a long period of time, and he went down that dark path again. And I told him, I said, look, man, and I told him straight up, and he respected that. But then at the same time, you know, he makes those choices in life. I can't make him do something. He's a grown-ass man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, DJ Aladdin. Mark. Yeah, I love Mark to death. Mark's a great guy. Uh, we started to actually do the evolution thing. Mark used to be the old DJ at Evol or at City Limits. I've known Mark for a long time. I remember meeting Mark for the first time. He thought I was trying to steal his job at City Limits, which I was, and I was just trying to come back in town and get some airtime. I miss DJing. You know, when you're not DJing, you're a DJ. You miss it after a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so I had come back into town, and God, that was back in, like, 2003, 2004. Um, Mark's a great guy. I Mark for a little bit. Uh, very strong, opinionated guy. Got an opinion about everything. He really does. But his heart's in the right place, and that's what matters in life. Yeah, he's a cool ass guy. Uh, uh, Protégé. Protege, you be watching out for her, boy. <laughs> she's gonna. I think she. I think she's gonna go somewhere. Marshall's pushing her really hard, and uh, I think as long as she breaks the ties out of Columbus and she and she separates the sh- herself from the shit in Columbus, that she'll get somewhere. She's a lot of talent. Love her to death. Fuck yeah, uh, Kid Money. Kid Money, Paul. I cracker doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> nah, he knows a lot of stuff too. He's he's actually a good DJ. He uh I try to show him a little something something, but you know, that's how that goes. He uh he's a good guy. He has a lot going for him, but again, choices in life. You gotta make those right choices to do what you wanna do. You have to be willing to sacrifice whatever you're willing to sacrifice to have what you want in life. That's the bottom line. You have to be able to say, Hey, I'm not going to be able to do this, that, and this, and have my cake and my pie and everything else all at the same time. You have to make choices of what you want. If you're willing to go for it, you you shove it all in and you go for it. And you can't stop when you're making it and decide you're going to do something else. And unfortunately, that's what I feel Paul did. Um, 
he was doing great and doing what he wanted to do. And then all of a sudden, it was just like breaks, and he stopped. You can't just do that. That's not how it works. Now, I know he's starting to, you know, after all the events that are going on, I know he's trying to get back into that that click of the stuff. Sometimes it's hard to start up, but I wish he makes it. I hope he does. I mean, he should have been, I'll say this publicly, he should have been on the 107.9 DJ. I mean, that was just a bunch of bullshit. So yeah, I'm surprised yeah. he didn't get that. Yeah, we were talking about that. He clearly won the whole vote, the whole contest. But they, they exactly. That's corporate America, my friend. <laughs> Welcome to getting the uh, whole big screw job, you know. <laughs> exactly. Go ahead and win fairly. Exactly. You get screwed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you drink? You know. You know. All these people come to the club and drink. <laughs> Actually, I, what what would you drink? <laughs> Personally, I, I I drink a lot of Jameson and Chirac. I mean, that's pretty much what this is what I drink. If I don't want to hang over in the morning, I'm trying to pass the fuck out or have a drunk dick. It's Jameson. If I'm trying to have a good time and relax and just kick back, it's Chirac. Uh, I haven't actually had Chirac yet. Um, is it better than Grey Goose? I like it better than Gregory's, but we we sell a lot of both. Uh, we're actually we were sponsored for two years by Chirac and uh, the P Diddy tur- uh, P-, yeah, P Diddy tournament or what's it called tour thing, whatever they were doing. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was called, but uh, we we're sponsored for them for two years. So we actually got a cut break on on uh, the, the Chirac. We sold so many bottles, we got kickbacks on that. But um, but we sell a lot of great. We sell a lot of liquor. We actually, in all reality. Uh, volume for volume, we're the third largest liquor selling establishment in Columbus. The third largest, third behind largest. only like behind only like Nationwide Arena. Or <laughs> well, you got to think this is this is based on sales and profit. Uh, you got a lot of overhead out in downtown, and so their profit margin for their stuff is totally different than it is for us. So for actual bottle sales and how much liquor we actually sell, we're the third largest in Columbus. Damn, so uh, give give everybody that address for uh, Evolution. They're on Hall Road, 50... uh, 56 Dan Hall Road, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got coming up this week or, or soon here at Evolution that people can come fucking come to? Well, actually, we're we're uh, we've been concentrating on our uh, kitchen area. Uh, we have a guy named Jeff. He uh, has been working for me for over a year now. Uh, most of the recipes we have in our kitchen are all actually homemade, all fresh. Uh, we do a lot of different stuff. Uh, I don't know if you ever came in and tried any of our wings or anything like that, but we all have liquor sauces, meaning that we have beer or liquor in the sauces, uh, all freshly made every day. And uh now we're gonna be kicking off some hamburgers and stuff like that, like Jack Daniels sweet uh sweet barbecue sauce and stuff like that with my hamburgers and some bacon hamburger type things going on, some Swiss burgers, Swiss and mushrooms, stuff like that. Um, I love me actually, some Jack Daniels number seven recipe barbecue sauce. <laughs> You like that? Yeah. Yeah. We got some good stuff. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't understand, like, we're a bar. So, you get, the thing is, like, people in business, man, they don't understand, like, if you're owned by a corporate, and let me understand, 
and we'll kind of we'll talk about that a little bit. In a sense, it's on a corporate environment. You have things that are made the same all the way across the board everywhere. So if you have four restaurants, they're all serving the same stuff. So if you're not good, then you're not going to get nowhere. So we always try to be different. You know, being different is always better than being the same as everybody else. Yeah, so uh, any any uh, anything you want to uh, close this out with or anything you want to say to uh, to the people out here listening? Well, I thought you had an interview for me, man. I thought you were going to come work for me on Saturday and play me. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, definitely, I'm definitely bringing my ass uh, Saturday. Um, I, I appreciate the offer. I, I can't wait for it. You know, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes that a lot of people don't understand, like how to promote things and how to do things. And the reason why we're on top and how we do handle things are definitely different than most people in Columbus. Um, as you were saying, security-wise, in the sense of it all, I mean, would you rather go somewhere you feel safe or somewhere you wouldn't want to feel safe at? Yeah. You know, we do pat-downs. We do make sure a parking lot's police, the whole bit. Um, we try to make sure that everybody's safe no matter what. That's for sure. Yeah, you definitely do pat down there. I mean, I've, I've had my uh, nads grab many times. <laughs> but it, you know, you got to give up. You got to give up a little bit of things to to be safe here in this world, as opposed to you know, I, I, I'm fine with that. As opposed to feeling like I'm not safe at a place. Like right. I go to red, white, and blue. Shit, that's not safe. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I want to make sure people are, are safe. We have a nice mixed crowd, and uh, I play all kinds of music. A lot of people say, oh, I don't play this or I don't play that. I, I play certain things at certain times, but I make sure that, you know, everybody hears at least something they wanted to hear that night. You know, it doesn't matter what color you are or where you come from or this, that, and the other. You know, we all come together as a big team, and, just, you know, we just kind of make it all work. It's like a big melting pot. <laughs> Oh shit! I'm, I'm out of time here, but uh, thanks for coming on, and, and uh, much more to come here this Saturday with you. I'm sure. Yeah, you'll have a working interview type thing going on. You'll be able to see what's going on behind the scenes, and then give your customer, your customers, your uh, clientele, <laughs> your listeners. There you go. I'm tired, man. <laughs> I work a lot. You guys have no idea how much yeah. I work. I've been up a work. It's Sunday. I don't even get a day off, man. Usually Mondays I try to take four hours, but I don't get a lot of sleep. So that's what you do when you want to be somewhere in life. You just you make sure you get the things done you want to do, and you do them right. Hell yeah. Well, thanks for having me.